This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Gen Z Girl podcast. My name is Abby Aslan, and I'm the host of this podcast. This week, I have an exciting guest joining me on the episode. Um, it's Kenzie Elizabeth. I'm sure a lot of you all know who she is if you um, kind of follow similar people to like what I do on Instagram and YouTube and everything. So I hope you all enjoy the episode, but I just wanted to briefly like hop on and give a little intro and remind you all to follow the Gen Z Girl podcast. Um, on Instagram, it's just at Gen Z Girl Podcast, and be sure to join the Gen Z Girl Podcast Facebook group as well. I hope all of you are staying warm and safe wherever you're at. I know um, a lot of the country has been like frozen the past couple of days, and I hope all of you are safe and doing well. But without further ado, let's go ahead and get into the episode. So here is Kenzie Elizabeth. Hi, everyone. I'm Abby from the Gen Z Girl Podcast, and today I'm here with Kenzie Elizabeth, and I'm going to let her introduce herself, and we're super excited to have her on today. Hi. Thank you for having me. Um, yeah, I'm Kenzie, 23. I live in Texas. I'm a lifestyle vlogger and host of the I Love You So Much podcast, and then I have The Living Room, which is like faith-based content. Yeah, for sure. Um, so with everything, I know a lot of people who follow me, like also follow you, follow your podcast and everything. And um, I'd love for you to talk about like what inspired you to move back to Texas from being in California. And if you like regret that decision at all and like how all of that kind of came to be. Um, Yeah, I've never once regretted it or even come close. Um, (laughs) I love LA though. Like it still is like one of my favorite places and it still feels like home at the same time. Um, But I decided to get a house here it was literally Black Friday of 2019, and then I found a house a month later, and then I was back in February with the intention of splitting my time between Texas and LA. Like, I love LA. A lot of my work is there. Um, and then, obviously, COVID hit, so I ended up not renewing at my place in LA, and now I'm full-time in Texas. And now with the pandemic, everything is so virtual and all over the place anyways. I don't feel like it's necessary for me to be in LA anymore, um, but... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, who knows what will happen, but I love Texas. I love the city of Dallas. Honestly, it's my favorite city. I love the people here. My family's here. My niece is five. Like, I want to be near her. I didn't really realize how badly I wanted to be near my family. Honestly, it's mainly just to be near my niece now that I'm thinking about it. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I really, I was afraid of potentially having like FOMO in regretting it um and obviously i mean there's been a pandemic so fomo didn't really exist but i have not regretted it at all that's so awesome yeah i'll be in houston i mean sometime in the summer but my brother lives there and it's like the whole i totally get the family thing like that makes everything yeah. nicer and it's hard being far away especially like now not being able to like hop on a plane and just like travel as easily and everything that's a hundred percent super difficult so I know your college experience was a little bit like different than I'd say like the average especially with mm-hmm. content creators and everything and from my perspective people see like a very normal like grad school and like college experience so I'd love for you to share like your experience through your college program and just any advice you have for people who take like a less traditional route 
Yeah, so I um, thought I was going to do college fully online when I first started, and I started at Community Online because at that point, I, and while I wish I would have been the person who would have just done Community up front before, I think had I not been in online school, I would have wanted to go all four years to a university to get the, like, feel of it, um, but now I, like, I could not be more for community college. I graduated with no debt. Like I, it's literally best case scenario, but um, yeah, I started a community and then I ended up transferring to a school that was accredited through Southeastern university. So it ended up being, it's at, it was at a church. So it ended up being part church internship part. Um, like you did all of your school online. It was a very weird path. And I would have never chosen it for myself to begin with. I never thought I would even go to a physical school, let alone go to a physical school and have an internship with it. But it was like the best decision ever. I think I, I know I learned so much. Honestly, I learned way more through the internship part than I even did through school and just by the people I was surrounded by. But um, yeah, definitely not traditional, literally at all. But I really enjoyed it. Yeah, that's great. Um, I definitely am such an advocate for if you don't have like some kind of scholarship situation going on, like the cheapest option, especially now with COVID, it's like, there's no point yes. like, wasting your money when you can. No point. Yeah. I would have gone to like a school that would have been so much more expensive to go online. I mean, I would have not had done that regardless with online, but right. I just know myself at 18 and I was really stubborn and I would have <laughs> wanted the full experience. And now that I'm out, like just out of school and I'm seeing how much not being so in debt benefits people. I'm like so grateful that I went to such an inexpensive school. Um, but I know that like I was so stubborn. So if I had wanted to go the traditional path, I'd be drowning in debt right now. So I'm just ultimately <laughs> grateful that it's not what I wanted. But um, yeah, I cannot recommend community college more. Huge blessing. Okay, so shifting gears into um, your kind of like job, I guess, as content creator, influencer, whatever you want to call it. What would you say is like the biggest lesson you've learned like in your time online? Oh my gosh, I feel like there's so much. Probably, I think the obvious would be like, you can't care what people think. Mm -hmm. um, that would probably be the number one because if you were going to be absolutely like losing your mind 24 seven, Another thing too, on a more practical level would be just, I've learned a lot as far as like structuring my days, working for myself and being able to give myself some sort of structure when I really completely lack it. Um, and like having routines, I feel like that probably I've learned more than anything in how to be efficient and how to have healthy work patterns in um, healthy times when you like clock in and clock out like in quotes because it like doesn't exist for me. Um, but yeah, I think, I don't know, there's so many things, not caring people think, and then also, um, creating routine. Yeah, that's a really good point. I feel like everyone who kind of gets into this space, you just kind of get thrown into figuring it out for yourself, like what works for you. Cause half the time, you know, people have other stuff going on besides just putting content out there. So it's like yes. really difficult figuring all that out, but that's a good point. It's definitely a good lesson. And how do you think like you will, or I, I don't know, I like asking this question to different um, content creators and everything. Where do you think you like see the influencing space going like in the coming years? Um, Cause I know, like, I feel like it's constantly changing for sure, but I feel like in the past like year or two, we've seen a lot more of change um, just with like TikTok and like other forms of content and everything coming out. Yeah, I don't think it's going anywhere when I actually think it's pretty much here to stay and it'll just continue. I mean, not forever, forever, I guess, but like, 
I think it's just going to continue to pivot and change. And there's always trends. So there's always going to be the next TikTok. There's always going to be, um, you know, the next app, next platform, whatever that is. And I think we'll probably see more. I don't know. I feel like we either go from people want 40 minutes of content to 40 seconds of content. Yeah. So it really just is all over the place. I feel like it's just going to expand and get bigger. I really, I, I really don't see it going away. Even the podcasting industry specifically is about to break into a billion dollar industry. Yeah. So that specifically is like here to stay. It's crazy. And just how much everything's changed just with COVID too, since literally everything yeah. is just online. And going off of that, um, what's your favorite platform? Like, what is it like social media, YouTube, um, your Patreon, like any of that stuff? It depends on like the mood that I'm in that day. Um, sometimes it is the Patreon, sometimes it's blogging. And then other times I feel like it's just my normal podcast. But I've been really liking Instagram lately. Like, I feel like this year I've gotten a lot more into Instagram than I've been in the past. I mean, as far as like consuming content, I love TikTok for sure. I don't know. It's hard. It really just depends on the day. I really love all of them. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think Instagram, I would like to see like kind of like revert back to being like more casual. I feel like everyone's kind of trying to push that, which yes. is good and like comforting because I feel like for a period of time, it like can be a little bit too formal for social. Yeah. Media. And, and I'm not formal and yeah. I'm not going <laughs> to, I can't fake that. So I, I didn't thrive in that period of time on Instagram. But I think it has gotten to be a lot more authentic and like laid back. I agree. And I hope it kind of like stays that way. But um, (laughs) me too. (laughs) What would you say is like your least favorite part and your favorite part about having like a platform and being a content creator? My favorite part is just the different people I can connect with, whether it's people all across the globe or someone I never thought I would have a connection to. Least favorite would be like people thinking they know your life just because you share. Like I share a lot online, but I definitely don't share everything. Um, So like the assumptions are, I don't know, they don't really get to me, but I think that I don't really have another least favorite. So that would kind of happen. Yeah, I totally get that. Um, And what is your perspective on social media from like the standpoint of a content creator, not necessarily like, where is it going? But like, how do you feel about it? Because it's totally like a different space when you're like actually creating content and everything and you're not just like sitting there just only consuming how do you feel about it like how do you deal with when you go through ruts where you just like don't even want to look at it and that kind of stuff I've been doing it for like seven or eight years so I really only know it from a content creator standpoint now um if I ever feel like I need a break I just take a break like I will delete the apps off my phone log into someone else's phone and if I need to post from there I will um, but I honestly, I really, really love it. I don't really, I think I have good boundaries with it as well. Um, and that's important, but I think that's important for anyone, not just like a content creator. So I really honestly, like am the person who loves social media and would like go to bat for social media. Mm-hmm. I understand the negatives, but I think the negatives have a lot more to do with that individual person than it does, um, the actual platforms themselves. Yeah, for sure. That's a really good point. And if you weren't a full-time content creator and influencer, what do you think you would be doing career-wise? I have no idea. I think I would still be an entrepreneur. I just don't know what I would do exactly. I think right now I would probably be working in probably marketing, honestly, maybe the business side of social media. Mm -hmm. I really don't know. I, I really don't know. Yeah. It's like hard to just even imagine like what life would be like, like without it and how Mm -hmm. many different like paths you go on. I just read the midnight library and it's literally about a girl who like just has a chance like after life to like basically 
go back and undo all her regrets. You should really read it if you haven't read it yet. But oh, yeah, that's cool. it's so good. And it was like so eye-opening to just see like someone have the chance to like completely relive any shot of life that she wanted to and like make decisions completely differently. I literally finished the book in like less than 24 hours. And that's a lot saying a lot for me as a college student. <laughs> so it's that's really, cool. really good. Highly recommend. Cool. Um, for as far as like your goal setting and stuff goes, I feel like I hear some influencers talk about how they don't really like look that far into the future. And they're a lot more of like in the moment type of thinkers and planners and like goal setters. But then there's still people who, you know, may have like a long-term goal of like owning a certain business or something like that. Um, Do you feel like you're more of like that future forward thinking or are you like very present? And if you have any of those like longer term goals, what are they? I think I'm more present because the space just changes so much. Like I had no idea a year before having a podcast, I would have a podcast, things like that. So I'm not really, and I'm not a big five-year plan person anyways. I'm very like open hand, like we'll see what happens. Um, I still like work hard and I have like vision, but I'm not this big like five-year plan sort of girl. So I don't know. There's like a few things I like would want to do, but it's not, um, I don't know. I'm not a huge five-year plan person just because five years from now, I probably won't want to do that. And also it's going to be a totally different space. So I don't focus on that. Yeah, that's good. Um, Would you say that there's been like a moment in your career that you think was super pivotal, 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 or like monumental um, that just like really stands out whenever you like look at your time as a content creator? Um, the first thing I think about is just certain interviews I've done on the podcast in more specifically like conversations I've had with people like after recording or even just like relationships I've built like, um, Jamie Kern Lima is someone that I really, really admire and look up to. She founded a cosmetics. She sold it to L'Oreal for like $2 billion, like something absurd. Um, she is just the most incredible human being and like someone I really look, like look up to and someone who's like very much so like in my corner, um, just life wise. And so I think like, being able to have relationships, not just relationships, but people like that, like pour into me, um, is really crazy. And I'm a very relational person. So like that stuff matters a lot more to me than like, like I was in Forbes once, but that's not what I think about. Like, you know what I'm saying? And so, and that was like totally due to your media had really nothing to do with me. (laughs) But, um, I think it's the relationships that I formed with people who are like, so like crazy in whatever space they're in and people that I really look up to. Yeah. And going off of that, just like for your podcast, um, getting guests like that, what is that process like? So a lot of the time I'll just DM or email someone. Um, and then sometimes if I know that my like network has a connect, my network is pretty connected with a lot of different people just because there's a lot of people at the network. Um, but I will have them set it up, mm-hmm. but it just depends. Honestly, you'd be surprised like by email responses you'll get. Like I always say email whoever you like, they don't reply, whatever. You never know. Yeah. Everything can go like so far, just like through like an Instagram DM and everything nowadays. Yeah. So crazy. Um, and what initiated your vision for the living room that I know you like recently started and how did you sort of go about executing what you had planned out in your head? So I grew up in Texas around a lot of like cultural Christianity, very different. I didn't grow up in a Christian family. Like we went to church a few times a year. That was kind of it. Um, and I started going on my own and kind of developed faith like by myself. 
-hmm. but I never really fully fit in with the people there. And then I didn't really feel like I had someone to look to that I related in other ways. I feel like, you know, like Southern cultural, or I'm sorry, Southern Christianity as a whole, like those girls have killed it in the digital space and have done so well in like, they connect with people that I couldn't connect with and vice versa. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that, I mean, not that couldn't ever, but you know what I mean? Like you have your people that you relate more to and they've done a really good job. Um, But I just didn't really feel like there was someone that I really related to as far as faith goes. And even outside of that, not, I mean, okay. Who had faith and outside of that, you know what I mean? Yeah. So as I got older, church, I went to Bible college. I just felt like that was like a space that I really like, kind of felt like I like wanted to fill and like needed to fill. So I, and I had already been talking a lot about faith on my channel, but I was like, I wish there was a place that I could go like more in depth on it. And that's when the living room kind of came to fruition. It's only, it's like four or five months old. It's not actually, I have no idea. I don't know. We started at like fall last year, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it was pretty quick. Like I decided I wanted to do it. I filmed a bunch of stuff and then started the Patreon um, and on there, you can find like Bible studies and videos with friends, videos of all with friends of like all different walks of lives and lifestyles and like perspectives and ideologies, like all of that pertaining to faith, um, podcast style episodes, all of that stuff. Yeah. Are you like looking to like build that out into something different or are you wanting to maintain like the same structure it has now? I don't know. I think I want to build it out to some I want to build it out to be bigger um I don't know the thing like on a practical note that I'm struggling with right now with the living room is like you can't edit tiers so like if I say someone signed up for something I have to give them that content I can't give them other types of content um annoying because like when I figure out what people want I feel like I can't really just cater to what they want I feel like I have to keep up with what the tiers actually say um so that's annoying but yeah we'll see I don't know I'm just like focused on like stewarding it what I have now and growing that um and then we'll see what it turns into yeah for sure who would you say is like your biggest role model and like who you look up to I know you kind of mentioned earlier the founder of it cosmetics but if there's anybody else that like really sticks out that and even if it's just like a mentor or anything like that I think probably a mentor of mine in LA. She's like the greatest person ever. Half of the life advice and things I share online, I got from her. Um, So I think honestly, it would be her. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, But I guess the next question, it's not really a question, but if you just want to like walk us through like your morning routine and sort of like how you get started for each day as someone who's self-employed. So it depends on if I work out in the morning or at night and I switch it up a lot, but I wake up, I try to wake up between like six and seven. It's normally at like six 30. Um, I do my five minute journal and then my devotional, which is the emotionally healthy spirituality day by day Devo best one ever. It's so good. It's good. If you like aren't into faith at all, like I would recommend it as like mm-hmm. the people are like into the daily stoic type stuff. I feel like that one would still be really good. Um, then I drink a lot of water um and I'll either go work out or I'll go take my dogs on a long walk listen to a podcast come back make breakfast I listen to a bunch of podcasts in the morning honestly um and then I shower and get ready for my day um I was just thinking about this with both of your dogs is there a big difference between having like one versus two yes because Fitz is like 60 pounds and Coco seven so like (laughs) just as far as taking care of them like he requires more 
Um, but as far as like day to day, I go on longer walks now because mm-hmm. like Coco can't really hang on all the walks because she's like seven pounds. So like I will literally hold her sometimes if it's like if I can tell she's just over it. But she's very hyper. I mean, uh-huh. she's not really hyper, but she can hang, you know? Um, yeah, it wasn't like the worst, uh, hardest adjustment ever, though, just because I'm already used to taking care of right. Coco. And then I grew up with so many dogs. So I don't know. I don't think that taking care of dogs is like the hardest thing ever. But I would tell people that it is just to like, make sure that they're serious about getting a dog. Yes. <laughs> but I'm just used to it because I grew up with dogs. Yes, I'm the exact same way. Um, so now I'm going to get into some questions from just like my listeners who I had them submit questions um, that they wanted to hear specifically for you. So someone asked what your current fitness routine and workout schedule looks like and like what's your favorite workout specifically if you have one. I've been really off my routine this week because of the snowstorm in Texas. I let it just take out my entire life. Um, I love 12 through 30, which is Lauren Gerardo's um, treadmill routine. So you, it's incline of 12, speed of three for 30 minutes. That's incredible. It's like such a good workout. Um, I really like Melissa Wood Health workouts online. I'm a member of her program. And then the, my favorite, favorite workouts though are with my old trainer and Pilates teacher in LA named Daylight. Literally the greatest person to walk this earth. And I started training with her again actually today. And it just changes my life. Like, I don't know why I ever, I need to just keep spending the money on it because it's just the best thing ever. Um, but her Instagram is like, I, don't, I always tag her on my Instagram, but anyone can do, like sign up for her Zoom classes. And I know it's a Zoom class and so maybe people like would be like, oh, I'm not really into it. No, it literally changes your life. She's the best person ever. And I just love her. Yeah. Major shout out to those people that do the Zoom workouts and stuff. I've done a few like kickboxing style things on zoom just to like spice up the workouts because they get so routine and everything so it definitely helps a lot um and how do you handle stress like what's your like go-to routine for whether it's self-care things or if you just like have a certain like go-to whenever you feel a lot more overwhelmed or stressed I like taking a nice relaxing bath I feel like that's my number one go-to I have like a jacuzzi tub, so it's just like really life-changing. Um, I love going on walks. I love reading. Um, I have these drinks, these recess drinks that are um, like hemp drinks or something like that. I don't even know. But they're really good and they're calming. Even just the like routine of me like making my glass and you know what I mean? <laughs> just like the experience of it. Um, those are like my top things that I do. Yeah. Um, okay, so as a Christian, how do you – actively stay close to God? I think people like really overcomplicate this one. Like it doesn't need to be you wake up at 5 a.m. and read your Bible. Like I couldn't tell you when I've done, like, I mean, I'm sure I've done it for my life, but like it's been years, it's been years, you know, <laughs> um, even just this short, like five minute Devo in the morning and at night or at night, um, list, like, be, I don't know. I feel like you can just like have open communication with God whenever it doesn't need to be this like really overcomplicated thing where you're like sitting down at your table. Like even when I'm driving or just like when I'm going on walks in the morning, praying, things like that. Um, it's just like open communication. It doesn't have to be, um, this really like daunting task or like a to do on your to do list. Yes. Yeah, for sure. And how, um, did your faith journey start? So I started going to church when I was like 12 or 13 um, with like friends of mine. And then I ended up leaving church at like 15, 16, hated church for years, went back at, I want to say 19 when I was living in LA. 
And then I ended up in Bible college and it was like, not what anyone expected. It was really a wild time. Even to this day, it's like still a funny joke. They're like, remember kids went to Bible college? Like that was so weird. Um, yeah. So I think that was it. It was, I don't know. I, I get not, I get what like church seems like to people because it, I grew up outside of the church and also have been outside of it. Um, but yeah, then I went back, ended up in Bible college. Really. I'm an all in kind of person, you know? So that's how that happened. That's good. And um, for people who are like looking to um, sort of, I guess, get more in touch with their faith and get involved with it, what tips do you have for people who are like sort of getting into it? Um, I get asked this question all the time and it just dawned on me that I've never said join the living room, but like join the living room. That's a big <laughs> one. Um, but I'm not sure just the living room is a good place, but um, a daily devotional. That's a really big thing. That's really helpful. Um, the Bible can seem overwhelming. So using things like the acronym SOAP, which we have a bunch of like downloads and stuff in the living room, but um, S is scripture, O is observation, A is application, P is prayer. So online there's like Bible reading plans. So it'll give you a few chapters a day, um, read that and then do a SOAP picture, pick like one verse and then do the SOAP on it. Um, that was a really big thing for me as far as like understanding the Bible better um even just like switching to like listening to worship music um just I think it's a marathon it's not a race it's not something that you need to like be I'm here doing three-hour devotionals every day like I don't I could not tell you a time I mean I've done a three-hour devotional I know but like anytime recently that I've not done that um it can be literally as small as like five minutes a day um and over time it'll just change so I think you know trying out a devotional maybe like a bible reading plan maybe listening to a podcast. Um, I'm really big on the local church, like going to the local church, getting plugged in there um, and meeting friends, um, especially like people who are older than you, who know a lot more than you. Yeah. That's like so helpful. And this is just me being curious um, since I'll be moving to Houston. I'm from beach town in Florida, which is like fraction of the size of Houston. So I'm like really interested to see like what the process is like of, I guess, like finding a church in such a large place so Mm -hmm. what was that like for you like did you kind of just know of places um did it take you a long time to like settle somewhere um that kind of stuff so I ended up at the church I went to because I went to the college so I was just like I'm going to the college I hadn't even gone to the church before um but Instagram like I found out about it through Instagram go on Instagram stock all the places um try out see what sticks and then just like stay there and go um, I'm really also big on being like plugged in at the local church. I think you can't grow unless you're planted. They talk about church hopping a lot. Mm-hmm. When I was younger and like just getting back into church, I was like, why do you care? Like I didn't understand it. Um, but there really is a big difference between like growing and like planting roots somewhere and then just kind of like hopping around. Um, not that like it's bad, but it definitely, there's definitely a difference as far as like the community you build. Um, and I feel like you're spreading yourself so thin but yeah, I mean, if you're looking for a church, literally Instagram churches have gotten very social media savvy and that's how I found, I found any church that I've ever gone to or followed is through Instagram. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, do you have any tips for living alone and like being comfortable with like being alone? So like, I love being alone. Um, so I don't really have the like loneliness kind of fear. I also live like relatively close to my family. I do live close to my family. Um, and I lived by myself when I lived in LA. And at that point, when I was away from my family and living on my own, I was working for myself, working from home, and I was doing school from home. So it was like pretty isolating. I would just 
this is pre-pandemic. So like, I, I actually don't know if I have the best advice right now, but um, I would just make sure I was seeing a friend like once a day, even if it was just coffee in the morning or we're going to grab lunch or I'll see you that night. I think I just made a lot more effort um, friendship wise when I lived alone. I feel like I was a better friend when I lived alone, honestly, because I had to make that effort. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I'm definitely like, a very independent person as well. I'm curious, what's your Enneagram number? Three wing two. Name. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I can just like tell when people are. I know. I can so tell. Yeah. And what, do you know your Myers-Briggs type? ENFJ, I think. Okay. I'm INFJ, so close. Okay, close. Um, it's so weird to me because I feel like so many like content creators are um, like three wing twos or like just threes in general. And it's so funny because threes are like, I guess stereotypically like not the best with criticism but at the same time like they just like feel like they have to be like you know loved and appreciated mm-hmm. by everyone so it's just kind of ironic to me that like we put ourselves so out there and like open to the utmost like criticism and like everything but we're like oh we want to be loved by everybody and we can't take like people not like for me people. with the three thing I think more of my social media like the the result of my social media thing I think it's like the achiever in me too yeah. It's like, I'm going to get something done if I say I'm going to do something. It totally makes sense that a lot of them are threes because a lot of people want to do something and don't do it. But with a three, like you do it because you have to do it. That's yes. just like how we're wired. Right. Like once you have that idea, it's like it has to happen. But yes, um, I guess just ending off, do you have any, I love how this getting confidential like does at the end of their episodes. Um, do you have like a resource you want to share with anyone and obviously plug yourself, <laughs> of course. Yes. So, um, I have to say my emotionally healthy spirituality day by day that I was talking about has a reading in the morning and a reading at night. And that is the best thing ever. My friend Dom is doing it now too. And she's like, this has changed my life. I'm like the biggest fan of this. Uh Um, so that would have to be my resource and you can find me Kenzie Elizabeth on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. I love you so much podcasts, anywhere podcasts can be found. And then the living room daily on Instagram. And then there's a link to the Patreon, which is just the living room on Patreon. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Kenzie. Um, it was so great having you. Perfect. Thank you.